Good afternoon, dear friends. Thank you for joining us for one more session of Kardec After Lunch, hosted by Kardec Radio. A couple of announcements. Make sure you download the app and listen to Kardec Radio programs and podcasts. Feel free to send questions to Kardec Radio's Twitter account. And remember, all of this work is done by volunteers, but there are costs associated with web and app hosting, along with broadcast and publishing. So if you're able to, please be kind and donate so this work of love may continue for many years to come. God bless. We, as it has been customary, are going to be reading from uh, and reading and commenting on one of Kardec's works. Uh, on our weekly show, we uh, focus on the Medium's book, but on our Spiritism study, parent project, which is for Kardec uh, after lunch, we read Monday through Friday one of his works. We start on Monday with Spirit's book and finish Friday with Genesis. But why are we doing this reading and commentary? Feel free to uh, interact with us, sending questions, comments, suggestions. If you don't like uh, if you don't like those to be public and visible to all, feel free to reach us directly to our page, Spiritism Study, and send us uh, a private message. So let's start. If you happen to have this edition of the Medium's book, I suggest you follow along with our reading. Uh, we left off on page 68, paragraph number 42. If you don't have the book, but you're on a computer uh, or on your cell phone, you can follow using kardecpedia.com. Uh, it's a great resource for research and study. So let's start. Number 42, the physical cause theory. From this point on, we will leave behind the theories of absolute denial. Having admitted the reality of the phenomena, the first thought that naturally occurred to those who witnessed them was to attribute the movement to, to magnetism, electricity, and or the action of some kind of fluid. There was nothing unreasonable about this theory and it would have prevailed if the phenomena had been limited to purely mechanical effects. And over here, of course, we're talking about specifically the first type of phenomena that was witnessed in the middle of the 19th century in Europe was the turning tables. And smaller associated phenomena that were physical in nature. A circumstance that even seemed to corroborate it in certain cases was the increase of, in the phenomena's power because of the number of individuals present in each one of them could be seen as an element of a human electric battery. As we have already stated, what characterizes a true theory is its ability to explain all the facts. If one single fact contradicts it, it is because it is wrong, incomplete, or too rigid, which is what applied in this case. The movements and wraps reveal signs of intelligence in that they obeyed the will and responded to thought. 
Thus, they had to have an intelligent cause behind them. And since the effect ceased to be merely physical, the cause itself had to be something other than physical. Therefore, the theory of an exclusive action by a material agent was abandoned and now only resurface among those who make an a priori judgment without having seen anything. Hence, the crucial point is to attest to an intelligent action, a point that can convince whomever wants to make the effort to observe. So Kardec was talking about uh, not just the, uh, the phenomenon itself, but the different theories that people came up trying to explain the theory. Now, most of those who came up with theories were trying to explain the phenomenal way, uh, mostly by dismissing it. Uh, sorry, those who didn't dismiss outright and just, just purely by pure denial, uh, they were trying to come up with reasons uh, other than the intelligence outside of matter to explain it as a, you know, not a normal current phenomenon, but something that was not outside of uh, the expected, let's say, let's put it that way. Uh, now, many of those who came up with those theories uh, did so without ever having experienced be present uh, at one of those phenomena, one of those meetings where the phenomena occurred. So, that's what he, mentions, he, he means by making a judgment a priori, you know. So, he says at the, at the last sentence, at least take the effort, make the effort to uh, observe, collect information, and then, you know, devise a theory about it. Number 43, another theory, the reflection theory. Once it was recognized that an intelligent action was involved, the source of the intelligence still had to be determined. It was thought that it might be the intelligence of the medium or the participants themselves, which was then reflected like light or sound waves. This was quite possible and only experience would finally be able to provide the last word on the matter. Before long, however, we noticed that this theory was completely removed from any purely, purely materialistic idea. In order for the intelligence of the participants to be reproduced indirectly, it would be necessary to admit the existence in human beings of a principle that was independent of their organism. So uh, I believe he's saying that, so in this theory, at least you now there is a recognition of the intelligence outside of matter, of the intelligence, even uh, if that was the case, the intelligence of the participants somehow being reflected outside of their body. So that's at least one point uh, in the right direction, let's put it that way. Now, continuing, if the thought that was expressed were always that of the participants, the reflection theory could be confirmed but even reduced to such a proportion, wouldn't the phenomenon be of the greatest interest, right? To be able to reflect the intelligence in another person? Wouldn't it be remarkable if thought could 
resound within an inert object and translate itself into motion and sound. So in this case, it's talking about uh, actually projecting your intelligence into an inanimate object. Wouldn't there be something about it that might arouse the curiosity of scholars? And why do those who exhaust themselves searching for a nerve fiber disdain this subject so much? Kardec was very, I guess, taken back by the fact that so many of his colleagues, the scholars, researchers, uh, renowned uh, professors, uh, did not want to invest in the necessary research to comprehend this phenomenon that uh, it was uh, easily uh, obtained but uh, it, and it, what he did is he confirmed the existence of intelligence outside of matter because as he's saying an intelligent effect must have an intelligent cause right so we're searching for the cause observing collecting information and from there uh, analyzing, coming up with theories. Let's continue. As we have stated, only experience could provide the last word concerning this theory, and experience has disproved it instead, because in each instance, and by the most positive facts, it has shown that the thought thus expressed might not only be foreign to the thought of the participants, but it is often completely contrary to it. This contradicts all preconceived ideas and frustrates all expectations. In fact, when I think white will receive black in response, I cannot believe that the response is actually my own. Some opponents find support in cases where the thought that is expressed and the thought of the participants are identical. But what does that prove except that the participants can't think like the communicated intelligence? We do not mean that they must always be different from each other. During a conversation, when the person you were speaking with expresses a thought similar to your own, do you say that his or her thoughts had come from you? It only requires a few contrary and well-proven examples to show that this theory is incomplete. Furthermore, how can one use the thought reflection theory to explain the writing produced by persons who do not even know how to write? Responses of the highest philosophical reach expressed through illiterate individuals. Answers given to mental, non-verbal questions or formulated in the language unknown by the medium, or a thousand other facts that can leave no doubt as to the independence of the manifesting intelligence. Any contrary opinion could only result from a deficient observation. If the presence of an outside intelligence is mentally proven by the nature of the responses, it is physically proven by the phenomena of direct writing Uh, so that, that's writing that is produced spontaneously without a pen or pencil, without being touched, and in spite of all the precautions taken to avoid any kind of trickery. So, the intelligent character of this phenomenon cannot be put in doubt. Thus, 
there is more than simple fluidic action involved. Moreover, the spontaneity, sorry, spontaneity of the thought that is expressed independently of all expectations and apart from any formulated question prevents it from being seen as a reflection of the participant's thoughts. The reflection theory is quite unflattering in certain cases. When a group of honest individuals in a meeting unexpectedly receives a grossly revolting communication, attributing it to one of them would be committing a serious indelicacy, and everyone would no doubt promptly repudiate the notion. So, uh, basically, uh, as you see in this, not this chapter, this section, it goes over analyzing many of the theories that were devised to explain away the phenomena that was being witnessed in Europe in the middle of the 19th century. And uh, little by little, he deconstructs it and uh, tells us why this or that theory is unable to mitigate all the facts that have been collected, right? But only, of course, only through a dedicated, dedicated effort and methodical research and collecting of information can someone uh, do this, right? And little by little, confirm, corroborate, or deny uh, the validity of a claim or a theory about uh, to explain a phenomenon. We went on to paragraph number 44. And actually, we are getting close to the end of our session. I'm going to mark and we're going to start again from paragraph 44. In the meantime, let me tell you a little more about the Spiritism Study and its other initiatives. Um, the main initiative of SpiritismStudy.org is to pair up a person who is versed in the doctrine and has accepted the challenge to explain or assist another individual to study, right? We only have about 70 or so spiritist centers or societies in the United States. And how are we to expect, expect it to reach uh, all the others who are further removed from our reach? So if you uh, are located geographically distant from a spiritist center society and would like to enhance your studies, your spiritist studies, please uh, don't forget to uh, click on our link and uh, you can research for yourself or you can send us a message and ask more about this project and some of our other initiatives. In the meantime, thank you Kardec Radio for hosting it. Godspeed to all.